Welcome to Shrink Wrap, a podcast where Fran and Becky give proper respect to various mental health and wellness topics while adding in a little bit of smart assery that they just can't seem to contain. This podcast cannot and does not constitute therapy advice. However, we do hope that you find the information we share with you helpful and entertaining. Please be advised that this podcast discusses topics that can be sensitive to some listeners. Use appropriate discretion. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Recording Day. Awesome. Fran, do you have any random questions for us? I do have a random question. Of course you do. Of I was joking, I but here we are. Okay. Okay, so are you guys ever gullible? Like, could somebody just feed you bullshit and you'd eat it up with a spoon? Depending who. So sometimes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Brody? In sixth grade, my aunt and uncle took me to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. We went to Mount Vernon. And I remember we were walking around and he's, my uncle said, that's the, the drinking fountain that George Washington drank out of. I said, no way. <laughs> and it wasn't until he told me that this is where they landed the presidential helicopter here in the backyard. Oh. That I'm like, oh, wait, you're full of shit. And, oh. and now I feel like an idiot. So yeah. am I gullible now? I don't know that I've had the opportunity to be gullible lately. Really? If well, we're going to have to change that. If it's somebody who's trustworthy, like Jim will get me every time. Because yeah. he will lie to me straight in the face yeah. with some random fact. And then he'll be like, no, I'm just kidding. And I'm like, oh. God dang it. I know. My husband does that. The other day, like our ring camera was down and now it's back up again. Well, anyway, he's like, come here a minute. I want to show you something. And there was this guy, he brought a ladder and he's climbing up on our roof. And he's like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean you don't? Who is this? And he's like, Fran, I'm not, this is serious. Who would that be? Oh and gosh. so I'm like panicking, like some rando is up on our roof, like probably bugging our whole house or whatever. <laughs> anyway, apparently when our house got hit with hail, that last storm, mm-hmm. this is the insurance adjuster. I'm like, you are, I fall for shit like that. Have we, have I ever told you guys on air the story of Jake and the glass eye? Yes. yes. Okay. Then I'm you not going to say it again. Yeah. Okay. So, and probably Grace would appreciate that, but yeah. That was a rough one. <laughs> Those are awesome examples, though, of like, yeah. I think we need to do that more often. We're going to get Brody. Okay. Yeah. We got to Here's think about one. That. I'm going to pay you today for studio rent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll gladly pay you Thursday for yeah. a cheeseburger today. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. What are we talking about, Becky? How to get unstuck. Stuck in the middle with oh, you. Who gosh. sings that, you guys? Not you. <laughs> Thankfully. I, just, I don't remember. Steeler's Wheels. Oh, it's a good song. Though. It is. Okay. I only know it for, or I, my instant connection with it is um, Reservoir Dogs. Oh. oh. You ever seen Reservoir Dogs? Nope. No, but I heard. Oh, and I need very to. Good. I know. It's really good, but okay. it's, I mean, he, they play that song while he's cutting a guy's ear off. So, oh. Like, yeah, it's well, that's a, unfortunate. It's a whole thing, but it's a very good movie. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, like a whole ear or just part of the ear? <laughs> Pretty much the whole ear. <laughs> Yuck. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the fantastic factoid. Troublemaking decisions can be caused by several factors, such as a fear of failure, and a lack of confidence or information. Indecisiveness may also be related to a legitimate mental health condition like attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, anxiety, depression, or post-traumatic stress disorder. So, Becky. Yeah. In therapy. Hit me. What do you see or what have you seen about like when clients are absolutely struggling with making a decision? Um, 
I think there's always that, am I making the right decision? Mm-hmm. Like that it has to be the perfect decision. And so I've spent a lot of time with clients going, you know, you're not going to know for sure. So mm-hmm. what is the the less ugly one? You know, what one feels the best? Um, because there is a lot of times no right answer. Mm-hmm. There's just sucky and less sucky sometimes. Yeah. And really, I mean, if you think about like decisions that you guys have made in your life, really, other than the major, major ones, 99% of them, it could go either way. And it doesn't matter. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be fine. Yep. I would totally agree with that. What is that thing that's called, um, oh, something fatigue, decision fatigue? Decision fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That I get. I will I get that, that and I will stop it and whatever I'm freaking out about, I will just put it down because I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you, this is ridiculous and you don't need to do this. Yeah. So be, if you're in a position where you feel you're unable or scared to move forward, just note how much energy this is taking. It takes an exorbitant so amount of energy to maintain stuckness. Mm-hmm. These are the clients that I see that are absolutely miserable mm-hmm. and they are, many of them are depressed. Like for example, mm-hmm. if someone is in a crappy relationship and they're going back and forth, should I stay? Should I go? That is just consuming all their energy. It's I mean, just but hard. In their defense, if they stay, it'll be trouble. But if they go, it might be double. Oh, geez. So, I mean, oh. you just... Should I stay or should I, I go I mean, now? tell me what they should do. Well, uh, Brody, you're dead to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> At least I didn't sing it. That was, that, well, that was harsh. See, I'm not going to actually acknowledge you unless you do sing it. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Fran right now, these people are miserable and emotionally exhausted. Right. But yours is from Brody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's other examples of being stuck, such as being afraid of the unknown. That's another big one. Mm-hmm. Your anxiety is amping up and you're, and you're afraid. You are thinking about worst case scenarios like the what ifs. Mm-hmm. And I really find the underlying emotion fundamentally is fear. Yeah. That keeps you stuck. I think so. You know yeah. what I mean? And you really have to look at what the hell am I so afraid of? And, well, it, you know, I think as humans, we don't like any change unless we're so miserable with where we're at that we're kind of forced into change mm-hmm. um, because we're so scared. Yes. And so sometimes the shit you know is the shit you know. So you're like, oh, maybe it could be worse over there. Mm-hmm. You might lack trust in yourself due to low self-esteem or being too dependent on others. And so if you're a parent, one little piece of advice is the greatest form of confidence you can build in your kids is like when they're coming to you, like, what do you do? What do I do? What's Mm -hmm. going on? Rather than being the helicopter parent and Mm -hmm. making the decisions and really sitting them down and say, okay, wait a minute. What's your choices here? What could we Mm -hmm. do? You could do this. You could do this. If you did this, what would happen? If you did this, what would happen? And get them to start thinking about not only what is my decision, but what could be the outcome of that decision. It's a good, good idea. In a different lifetime, I worked with at-risk youth in Sioux Falls, and a lot of them were coming. It was like an independent living thing, and uh, a lot of them were coming out of foster care. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, I don't have data to back it up, but largely the kids who were coming out of foster care could not make a decision to save their life. Mm -hmm. Like they have been put in this the situation or this like track of these are just the things you're going to do. And then by the time they're 18 and you say, well, so what do you want to do? They're like, well, I I don't know. How how many years? Exactly. How can I possibly make that decision? So that's, 
that's good insight. And uh, so what I'm hearing you say is if you are a foster parent out there, also try and help your foster kids yeah. come up with some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe you're stuck because you had the rug ripped out from under you and you're not sure what hit you. Like, let's say you just got fired or your wife cheated on you. That could be another example of being stuck. So understandable. Every life experience is an opportunity for change and growth, even if we don't see it at the time. Change can be very scary, difficult, painful. However, it also can be incredibly rewarding. Oh, for real. Yeah. Can you think of a time you guys in your life where you were like, okay, this is the worst possible thing that could ever happen. And then something good came out of it. I got fired and my wife goes into a righteous sense. My wife has this like righteous sense of justice. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she, (laughs) we often say that if you cross her, you'll find yourself, you'll wake up with your, uh, like buried, neck deep in the desert (laughs) and she's like walking away throwing the show not even looking at you yeah um but and so she was like scorched earth for this person that fired me and i'm like nope this is the i was destined to throw out to get thrown out of this dump it's the best thing that ever happened to me Mm -hmm. what a good attitude i don't know that it is that i'm here now but looking back i would have fired me too so it's it's fine (laughs) so it's understandable it's understandable oh my goodness So here are some things to consider to get yourself unstuck. Rocking back and forth. It does. First you give it hell, right? right? You really got to drive reverse, drive drive reverse. reverse. Yeah. You don't want to go too hard. Otherwise you'll blow the transmission, but a little back and forth. Okay. That might work. Okay. We're the, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking about this whole time. Oh God. Recognize that you are the vehicle for change and only you can prevent forest fires. (laughs) That's what it made me think. Oh no, Brody's gonna spin out. That's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I thought of. So, rather than just waiting to see what happens, you can enact and manifest the change you want. And you're like, Becky and Fran and Brody, how do we manifest? There's an episode. Look it up. Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of people, too, are stuck because they're waiting for the other person to make the damn decision, Mm -hmm. right? So, one challenge is don't focus on what happened in the past and don't keep going what can happen in the future. Let's stay in the present. Mm -hmm. I mean, Maybe somebody hurt you in the past. Maybe you made a real bad mistake. Tell yourself, I cannot change the past, but I can impact right now. I love that. You have to find a way to accept what you've been unable to change in order to move forward. And so if you're unable to do so alone, you may need to reach out to a scary therapist like Fran or <laughs> or just a therapist. That'd be right. fine, too. Maybe yeah. a less scary one. That's fine, too. Yeah. One thing that if you're stuck in the past, I forgive myself, I forgive others, mm-hmm. and I let it go. So really, again, what do I need to let go of that I don't have control of? What do I have control over now? Yeah, we talked about this in our forgiveness episode, but this takes some work. You don't mm-hmm. just go, I forgive myself, I forgive others, and I let it go, and then it's all fine. Right. And yeah. Unicorns and rainbows. Right. Just you have to keep working at it, and it yes. will get better. Yeah. Focus on what gives you passion and purpose, not on what others have expected you to do, whether it's a career or a relationship. What is feeding your soul now? What brings out the best in you? 
I love that. And does this job or person match your values? Do you guys have shared goals and interests? And again, when I say you guys, that could be your job or your person. But just ask yourself that. Mm -hmm. Your life purpose is not just your job Mm -hmm. or your roles, your responsibilities. It's what makes you feel alive. What Mm -hmm. makes your heart smile? What keeps you motivated? A great question to ask is, when do you enjoy yourself so much or become so committed to something that you lose track of time? Um, What if that is Candy Crush? Then what? Well, then you're (laughs) fucked. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. All right. No, seriously, what does do that for you where you completely lose track of time? I don't know. Oh, no. I I can't answer that right now. Okay, but in general, like... Have you, you've had moments like that. Oh, of course. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Life's just a little stressful right now. Um, Any, any time with my family, Mm -hmm. um, an evening with good friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or when and with whom do you feel like you can completely be your best self or not your best self, Mm -hmm. just yourself. Do you have that person? I know you do. Yes, I do. Do you have that person Mm -hmm. outside of Brian? I love that. Hey, Becky, why is the Northern State University graduate program in counseling so awesome? I could go on forever, but let's talk about the fact that you can get a clinical degree where you can work in private practice or an agency, Mm -hmm. where you can get a school counseling degree on the school track, where you can work in a school as private, private school, parochial school, public school, any school you want to. And then my favorite. What? Forensic counseling. Super cool. But is it K-CREP approved? It is K-CREP approved. And you're like, what does that mean? You know what? It means that it has the gold standard of grad schools. Super awesome. But can I afford it? Because I don't have a lot of money. It's okay. If you go to northern.edu, you can um, apply for some scholarships. They have a couple of counseling-specific scholarships, in addition to some other really fantastic scholarships that a guidance counselor or a admissions counselor can help you with. Awesome. Be Northern, unleash your potential, baby. Oh. Another tip is to start with small changes. Change stimulates different parts of the brain that improve creativity and mental clarity. A book I really love is Atomic Changes by James Clear. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that's the whole thing is about making those small changes. Yeah. Who was it that said, I can't remember, but it's like just making this small change of making her bed every day Yeah, had like a domino effect. Mm -hmm. That's one thing being as OCD as I am, I do Mm -hmm. not make my bed. Why? Why even do it? I don't understand. Actually, studies have shown that it traps in all the bacteria and whatever. So it's best to leave it unmade. (laughs) Are you serious? I'm totally serious. When I... I've seen that published in a couple of different places. And did I show my mom? Marie, you know, I showed this to you. Yeah, I've never made my bed. I just don't. I do make it one on my days off. Mm -hmm. I do. and Or if company is coming. But other than that, I do. You have company in your bedroom often, do you? Well, if if they want to see the house, I don't know. We just say that's the Forbidden West Wing. We do too. You're not going in there. For everybody's health and safety, you're not going in there. (laughs) Oh my God. You're going to see things you can't unsee. (laughs) I think it's a line from Ghostbusters like that's the bedroom but nothing ever happens in there <laughs> oh no that's from our house <laughs> we have cobwebs I can show you those okay no oh. you know what this is random too I'm okay. just random all over the damn place but not only am I OCD you know who's OCD is hmm. my my daughter's dog Kitty is OCD oh, now boy. I cannot make this up wait Kitty goes to the dog beach or the dog park right mm-hmm. Kitty gets in the apartment immediately goes to the bathtub 
wait, just wait for it, and stands in the bathtub. She's waiting for Camille to turn the water on to wash her paws because she's OCD. Mm-hmm. So the other day, I call Camille, like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm cooking in the kitchen. I go, well, Zoom me. I want to see Kitty. And she's like, I can't find her. So I go, what do you mean you can't? You've got a one-bedroom apartment. What do you mean you can't freaking find her? Here the dog is in the dark, in the bathroom, in the bathtub, because Camille veered the the orderliness of it. She didn't go in the bathroom. She did in the kitchen. And so Kitty's just waiting patiently in the dark, like, bitch, not only is it dark in here, you got to wash my paws. Okay, what's the question? Who has who trained? The dog beach? Is there any beach a dog beach? No. No. There's lots of beaches in Florida where you're not allowed to take dogs. What? And you know why? Because everywhere there's assholes that do not clean up the poop after their dogs and ruin it for everybody. A dog beach. Yeah. That is not anything I've ever heard of. It's an experience. I mean, they are, oh my God, just to behold all of the dogs like running around like crazy. Yeah. I mean, everyone enjoys a good dog party and especially in the water. I'm I'm all for it. (laughs) But I took my dog over to our, we have like a retaining pond or just Mm. a little pond but the geese live there mm. and so i took him over there to go he wouldn't know what to do with it if he got it but um and they're way faster than him especially swimming i got cussed out by oh. one of the old ladies in the duplexes oh. that's where the geese live you can't bring your dog over there oh like, no ma'am you oh, watch the whole no. thing he's not gonna catch anything oh <laughs> no Uh-oh. we and took we you took... also don't fuck with canada gooses so <laughs> you don't no. no. we took the dogs on vacation with us uh, this summer and Roxy was like, water, yay, water. And Bear was like, I'm not sure about this. And Jim goes, maybe he knows that if he gets wet, he's going to weigh like 700 pounds <laughs> and he's smart. And Aww. I'm like, oh, maybe. An accumulation of small changes may give you the confidence to help you pursue an even bigger goal, which can lead to feeling unstuck. The key is being consistent with these smaller changes. Okay, so small changes could mean mm. decluttering, mm-hmm. right? Freeing up some mental space, mm-hmm. establishing a daily routine, or making a new friend. I like that. You like decluttering? I do, actually. Yeah, I yeah. do, too. I mean, no, I'm not next level like you. Yeah. I get in a mood. Yeah. And then when that mood strikes, watch out. Yeah. I cleaned out our pantry. I threw away so much expired, old, nasty. Yeah, it felt good. Yeah, for sure. Okay, really focus on listening to and trusting yourself and your own intuition. Except you right now. Don't. Fran, don't listen to it right now. I can't follow this to save my ass. But anyway, begin to identify in writing what are your strengths and past goals that you have been able to accomplish for yourself. Remember to include people and resources as your strengths. This is a big one for me. Fight self-sabotage, which comes in the form of limiting, self-limiting thoughts like, what if I fail? What if I look dumb? What if I make a fool of myself? And I think sometimes we want to control the failure. And so we do the failure before we can give it a shot. And so replace these with facts about what you can do to move um, toward making the decision. Decision, and I am not going to say that next part because that is so cheesy. It really is. Yeah. We're yeah. Gonna... No, change it. What yeah. would you say as a self, uh, not a self-limiting thought? 
You can do that. You know, actually, uh, Jackie Braun, who uh, is a huge listener of this, mm-hmm. um, she's a Hi, school, Jackie. She's a school counselor, but at one point she was a school counselor and a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And I went to her for training, and she would tell me all the time, "You can do this, Becky. You can do anything. Right? You've had three kids. You can do anything." And yes. so that's what I tell myself: like, I've created life. I can do anything. That's a really good point. And I think people, I mean, you know, whatever that is for you, you don't have to have created life, but everybody has had that thing that's been challenging, and you're like, "Why well, did that? I can do this." Speaking of that, I was driving with my son the other day who is not wearing a seatbelt and pisses me off. And I said, you know what? Okay. I have like, I held your body mm-hmm. in my womb for nine months and he's a nine pound baby, mm-hmm. nine months, right? Mm-hmm. Had him, had a hernia, squeezed his giant body through my vagina. I'm like, mm-hmm. the least you can do is yeah. buckle up. I brought you that in. That is the most Italian thing I've ever heard you it say. Really is. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really, really is. Put your fucking seatbelt on. Here's my I question, though. Beautiful, actually. So here's, here's an approach you can take. Here's here's another guilt. So is he? does he know anybody on the Groton Fire and Ambulance? I don't. Maybe. I don't know. How would he feel if they are the ones that have to use the jaws of life to get his mangled corpse oh, out of a car God. or dig him out of a field? All right. That's next level. And they've watched him grow up since. He, well, that's why I always wear seatbelts. My mom and dad were EMTs. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do that to anybody that I know. Yes. Yeah. Just wear your seatbelt, Anthony. Everybody. Everybody. Anthony. Or yeah. you know what? They call him aunt. Not my. Well, <laughs> my brother was called aunt by my dad. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool then. Yeah. Yeah. So my faves, it'll be fine. I can figure (laughs) this out. And if I can't, I've got good people I can ask. I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. fine. Yeah. Um, Please consider talking to a professional because you just might be stuck. And so if you can't change, well, the whole episode here is about being stuck. (laughs) If you can't change unhealthy thought patterns or make a conclusive decision, it's time to reach out for another perspective. Because it's so amazing how... When you're in the midst of it, you really can't see the forest for the trees. Right. And then you talk to somebody and they're just like, oh, what about this? And mm-hmm. you're like, holy hell, that's brilliant. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it's just the process of them talking out loud. Mm-hmm. Like they'll be talking and they'll be like, okay, wait a minute. And then it strikes you because you hear it. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, and I do this often in therapy, I'll be like, okay, wait a minute. Let me say that out loud to you yes. and you listen to it. And then you they hear can it. hear it. Yes. I love that. This can mean individual or couples therapy. By the way, if your partner is unwilling to get help or flakes out after a couple of sessions, what is their behavior telling you? I don't need to go anymore. You're the one that needs the therapy. Right, right. So, I mean, again, it's not what they say, it's what they do. Mm-hmm. Feeling stuck can be part of a mental health disorder mm-hmm. that can be effectively treated with therapy, medication, or a combination of the two. So just taking that one courageous step to ask for help can be the most powerful way to get yourself unstuck. Think of it in terms of energy. What relationships suck all your energy and which relationships, if any, replenish your energy? And think about the same thing with work tasks or projects. Um, this is interesting. Any work task I have that I don't want to do, I do first. Oh. Because then it's done. Yes. And I don't have to worry about it. You it's don't have to procrastinate and, yeah. and drive yourself nuts. So ask yourself, what lights up your interest? What motivates you? What makes you, uh, unfortunately, want to fake your own death? Yeah. Yeah. It's an important question. So surrounding yourself with more positive people and activities that bring you joy can help you move in a positive direction. I think when you have positive people, you have a positive, more positive mindset. Mm-hmm. And you can ask one of those positive people, like, mm-hmm. I am stuck. 
Mm-hmm. I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. Can you help me or give me some objective insight? Mm-hmm. Finally, out with the old and mm-hmm. in with the new. The longer we cling to things, people, careers that sap our energy and bring us down, the longer we, rem- we remain in a holding pattern. So okay. remember, if you're hanging on to old, nasty energy, the universe is saying, hey, you're full. We're good. You're good. I'm not going to bring anything new. Mm-hmm. But when you start letting go and you're freeing up that energetic space, the mm-hmm. the universe goes, oh, your closet has space in it. Let me bring you some good things. Let's do it. Let's do it. So letting go may open up the space and grace for other mm-hmm. relationships and opportunities to present themselves. I love that. What are the sources, Becky? The Cellini Institute, Svetlana Whitener, and Dr. Patricia Hartnick. We're the shrinks. That's a wrap.